The Azimuth Saga, Part 8 Unmasking the Witch In our last episode, we described how an ancient prototype weapon using Guardian technology was adapted by the secretive scientist Salvation into a new superweapon that he eventually named the Proteus Wave. The superpowers gave him their unconditional support. Things were going pretty well for the self-proclaimed saviour of humanity. But evidence was starting to mount that Salvation wasn't all that he pretended to be. Could he ride out these reverses? Could he retain the support of the superpowers and of commanders? Could he deploy the Proteus Wave weapon to bring an end to the Second Thargoid War? The last gasp for Aegis, as it was suspended and then shut down, was Admiral Aidan Tanner's attempt in November 3307 to use force to get Taurus Mining Ventures at Hind Mine in Titori to reveal information about salvation. The conflict went badly for Tanner. He lost his megaship, the Musashi, to salvation supporters, and he was court-martialed by the Federation for disobeying orders and entering into a conflict without authority. The wreck of the Aegis megaship Alexandria, the loss of which led to the inquiry and the shutting down of Aegis, was discovered just a month later, in December 3307. There were no survivors, and all the cargo was missing. The logs recovered from the wreck suggested that the ship was sabotaged, perhaps to steal the valuable cargo of Guardian technology, perhaps to paint Aegis in a bad light. Logs recovered from the site suggested that someone called The Witch was responsible for the piracy. This is Captain Morales. The unidentified ships hailed us, claimed a problem with our FSD was detected just before the failed hyperspace jump. Someone called the Witch had arranged the rescue operation and spent a month tracking us down. I gave the order to resist. Not many of us had weapons, but my crew, trust me, we fought hard, but they were better equipped well-trained. I managed to secure a rear guard as we funneled everyone we could to the back of the ship, towards the engineering deck. The main entrance is defensible, and the hatches have been barricaded. Bernier managed to grab a captive, too. I'll get some answers out of them soon. <sighs> it must be the Guardian artifacts they're after. They're the only items on board valuable enough to kill for... No. Slaughter. Four. The crew of the Alexandria took a captive who died with them after their attempt to escape failed. Captain Morales noticed something curious. The captive didn't give us much. Just a name, age, rank. Nothing about the organization that hired him. We roughed him up a bit, but he still wouldn't spill. The only interesting thing he said was after I warned him that the amount of Guardian tech his friends were stealing would probably attract Thargoids. The guy smiled and said that was the point all along. (sighs) Anyway, we've left him tied up. The witch was also the person in charge of the cruel experiments of Project Seraph that were discovered when Highford's cache was unlocked. The witch was associated with the 200-year-old company Azimuth Biochemicals, who the witch was 
remained a mystery. The revelation that the Alexandria had not been lost as a consequence of bad management came too late to save Aegis. This suited Salvation perfectly, making him the only remaining hope for defeating the Thargoids. He was making good progress perfecting what would become the Proteus Wave weapon, the weapon to wipe out the Thargoids forever. In June 3308, a truly astonishing set of logs from 150 years ago was uncovered at a previously unknown INRA base, Iraxan Lane, in the DG Canum Venaticorum system. They were found as a result of a tip-off given to former Aegis Head of Research, Professor Albertesro, by a former Project Seraph test subject, known as D2. The logs were recorded by a Dr. Caleb Witcherly of Azimuth Biochemicals, and they are worth playing in full, drawing together as they do so many threads. This is Caleb Witcherly, Vice President of Research at Azimuth Biochemicals. I've been assigned oversight of our work with INRA over the next few months. While the financial aspects of the contract are considerable, there is much to be gained from this new partnership. Enra possesses a number of remarkable talents with whom a positive working relationship will benefit Azimuth's continued growth. The opportunities of such a network will help establish a market lead over Farmsapien. Perhaps in time that second-rate company will learn its place in the broader picture. One can hope, at least. Azimuth's role in the anti-Thargoid initiative is encouraging, but this ongoing war is tiresome. The resources spent on proving that humanity is the dominant species in the galaxy would be better served elsewhere. I find the Thargoids' persistent aggression towards us offensive. Enra's work may be the best chance we have to end the conflict. On that note, Azimuth will help the development of a biological weapon. We have several potential compounds which show some promise. Our expertise in biochemical research will no doubt prove valuable to the initiative. I'm eager to see what the future holds. A fortuitous development has occurred. Lady Luck smiles upon us. Our biological weapons research has shown limited success up to now. However, a research assistant of Enra has stumbled upon the incredible potential of a fungus, of all things. An agricultural experiment involving Thargoid technology revealed the fungus's highly damaging properties. I understand the researcher had to bypass his superior to bring this discovery to light. A weaker-willed individual would have disregarded the results as instructed. Fortunate for us, this man is made of sterner stuff. I expect the researcher will receive little official recognition, however. It's amusing, really. This man may have uncovered the means of ending the war, yet the nature of Enra's work will ensure that humanity never knows his name. The subsequent meeting about this fungus's potential for weaponization was enlightening. From the very specific wording used by lead Enra figures, I suspect that information is being withheld from subcontractors such as myself. Understandable, of course. Still, I have a strong suspicion that Enra possesses at least one live Thargoid specimen. I'm keen to witness a live test on Thargoid physiology. 
I'll spend the evening with my peers. It shouldn't be too difficult to persuade them that my presence would be beneficial for such a test. The live Thargoid test was fascinating, to say the least. The new scar across my face is evidence of that. I arrived shortly before the test was scheduled to take place. As the fungal compound, now termed mycoid, was prepared, the Thargoid specimen broke out of its holding cell, the last in a series of escape attempts. There were multiple fatalities, and I am fortunate not to be counted among them. Medical treatment was a success, though my left eye will need further surgical attention. The creature was savage and difficult to subdue. One wonders how these mindless things develop the impressive technology they use. Despite my injury, I was ready to return for the introduction of the mycoid compound. The results were exactly as hoped, resulting in the Thargoid's demise. Some inward personnel have requested transfers away from the project, citing the ethical concerns of living test subjects. These people clearly lack the will to protect humanity by any means necessary. The mycoid compound has been approved for mass production at several INRA facilities. Azimuth's contribution to the manufacturing process has been noted. It now falls to my team to propose methods of delivering the compound to Thargoid targets. A missile seems the logical solution, though questions of mycoid containment and virulence upon impact must first be answered. The meeting with leading INRA figures has concluded. Final preparations of the mycoid weapon are underway at Tail Keep. The plan is to send a long vessel towards the Thargoid hive ship that recently attacked Carmichael Point. Not many pilots possess the courage or the skill to complete such a mission. I suspect that a member of the Pilots' Federation will be required, given the challenges of this assignment. A list of potential candidates is being drawn up. I've reviewed the classified documentation related to the mycoid weapons payload. For such a highly secretive organization, Inwar's network security protocols took only a few hours to bypass. It seems Inra leaders anticipate the mycoid virus will inflict significant damage to not only the mothership, but also its occupants. The payload has been specifically designed to do so. While I approve of the decision to eradicate the many Thargoids on board, communication records reveal a convoluted discussion to reach agreement on this tactic. I wonder why the decision to strike a decisive blow against our enemy was such a difficult one. Earlier today, I secured a regular supply of progenitor cells. My recent brush with death served as a reminder of my own mortality. And there is far too much work to do in a typical human lifespan. The operation to fully restore my sight was a success, but has left my eye completely white. This appears to have prompted a new nickname among my staff, some of who are now referring to me as the Witch. The wordplay is amusing, I suppose, but perhaps such a pseudonym will have its uses. The mycoid weapon has been successfully delivered by Commander John Jameson. The brave pilot did not return home. A shame. 
I would have liked to shake the hand of a man who has contributed so profoundly to the end of the Thargoid War. Reports suggest that the remaining Thargoid forces are in full retreat from human space. Some Enra personnel are convinced this is a decisive victory from which the Thargoids will not recover. But I disagree. It is likely they will resurface in time. Too impudent to accept human dominance. We must prepare for that eventuality. Enra has served its purpose, but the cross-superpower nature of the organization leaves it vulnerable to corruption and politics. Azimuth is well suited to take up the mantle of protecting humanity against any Thargoid retaliation. Our rivals such as Pharmacapian cannot be trusted with this task. They lack the patience and the stomach for what is required. Only Azimuth, under my direction, will be capable of the necessary action to wipe the Thargoid race out forever. If I must be humanity's salvation, then so be it. If these logs were to be believed, then the person the superpowers had put all their faith in to rescue humanity from the Thargoids, salvation, was the same person as Dr. Caleb Witcherly of Azimuth Biochemicals, the witch who'd tortured so many people at Oaken Point and who'd ordered the piracy of the Alexandria with the loss of all 4,000 crew. Someone with an almost pathological hatred for the Thargoids, willing to do anything to defeat them, and who'd already been complicit in an attempt at Xenocide 50 years ago when Inra wiped out a Thargoid hive ship using the mycoid virus. Someone who was using Guardian technology to lure Thargoids to attack inhabited systems. Salvation was morally reprehensible, and the superpowers should have put some distance between them and Salvation immediately. But they were already too far invested in his plan to wipe out the Thargoids in HIP 22460 and end the war. The superpowers remained loyal to Salvation, even as he admitted who he was and renamed his faction Taurus Mining Ventures as Azimuth Biotech, the former research arm of Azimuth Biochemicals. Salvation had admitted his true identity, and he dodged the bullet. Despite opposition from some commanders appalled at Salvation's past behaviour, things were going his way. Preparations began for the Proteus wave to be constructed and fired in the HIP-22460 system. Nothing now could stop Salvation. (laughs) 